In today's video, guys, we're going to be looking at the problem with footwork exercises for hockey players. So what we're going to be diving into is three core problems when we're looking to try and improve footwork and actually why we're not trying to improve footwork um, anyway. So I commonly get asked questions about this, which is how can I improve my footwork? How can I try and improve my ability to move my feet quickly on the on the pitch? And I just want to start by addressing that as a, as a problem itself, because we're not actually trying to improve your ability to move your feet quickly. That doesn't in of itself provide any benefit as a player. What actually improves your ability to perform and to be able to execute the kind of things you want to do on the pitch is our ability to decelerate quickly, to accelerate quickly, and to change direction in response to a specific stimulus, not just a tippy-tappy around with our feet. And I think sometimes people think, if I improve my ability to move my feet quickly, that's going to translate into on-pitch agility. And as I'm going to argue here, I don't think that really translate uh, translates across. I don't think it's the optimal way to train. And I think it's looking at the problem from the wrong angle to begin with, largely because we tend to see uh, well-documented exercises like ladder drills, fast feet drills, that kind of thing, which look visually quite impressive. But it, when we look at actually what agility is, it doesn't make any sense in the sense of trying to improve it directly. And I'm going to look at three core problems behind why this isn't the right way to approach it and how we can make that better to actually improve on court, uh, on pitch agility and therefore to improve performance overall. So if we start off by looking at the first one, true agility is in response to a specific stimulus. Often we look at this problem from the wrong angle again by looking at how can we change direction more quickly um, in response to kind of non-specific stimulus. How can we improve our ability to move our feet really quickly? And so we end up with exercises like ladder drills, like reacting to cones, reacting to colors, reacting to noises, all of which may have value at certain points, but they are not that specific to the game of hockey. What we're trying to do is see a player, see how they move, respond to their movements in the most optimal movement strategy that we can. And our ability to train for that is twofold. One is to give us the physical qualities that underpin the ability to execute those skills. And secondly, the cognitive and perceptual cognitive ability to respond to that specific stimulus. Because if we're training in response to a noise or a color or a sound, and then we get onto the pitch and we're trying to respond to a human being and their movements, there's a disconnect there. That's not the same thing that we're trying to teach our, uh, our our bodies to respond to. The other problem, again, with agility, when we actually look at what hockey looks like, you're going to see, let's say the goalkeeper here, looking at how the, the player is moving, they're going to respond and adapt their body's movements in response to that stimulus. Equally, the attacker is trying to move their body position in response to how the goalkeeper responds to their movements. And so this is what true agility is. It's decelerating, changing direction, re-accelerating in response to a physical stimulus in front of you. And as we can see, if the attacker here was moving her feet really, really fast, she'd be going nowhere. And the only way to actually beat the goalkeeper here is to stop quickly, to decelerate, to move them into the incorrect position, to change direction away from them, to create space, and then to execute the goal. So if we're just trying to move our feet really, really fast, as we can see, we're not going to move the goalkeeper. We're going to actually make our opportunity to score goals poorer and we're less likely to actually get the goal. Equally for the goalkeeper, if they're just tippy-tapping around, they're not going to be able to get themselves quickly into positions to stop a goal from taking place. So that's just one isolated incident and it becomes even more extreme when we look at outfield players where you're going to be stopping at really, really high speeds. You're going to be accelerating um, into space and 
everyone is having to respond to a specific stimulus at all times. And if all the players on the pitch are moving their feet really fast on the spot and not really going anywhere, it doesn't really lead to actually any improved performance. So that's just a good visual representation here of one isolated example of what true agility is on the pitch. Now, the second problem is that speed is related to force and, and the rate of force development. Force is um, basically mass times acceleration. So it's how much, um, in, in the case of hockey, how much force we're able to apply into the ground and the reaction force, a ground reaction force, then returns equal and opposite um, to that force applied. And that's what causes us to either decelerate or to accelerate and to, to move ultimately. If you look at something like a ladder drill or some kind of short distance footwork drill, very little force is being applied. We're not displacing a body particularly effectively and there's no specific stimulus. So none of those criteria are being met to actually improve our agility. So if we're trying to improve force, then strength training becomes really, really important to give us the foundation of physical quality to be able to stop really quickly, change direction really quickly and be forceful. And rate of force development, which is more related to um, the, the rate at which we can apply force to the ground and also the rate at which we can um, decelerate as well, is another physical quality which we can train through effective strength training. However, we can also do this on the pitch through things like isolated change of direction when it's not in response to a stimulus. So we can provide the kind of the general physical quality there of being able to stop and turn on a line, for example. But again, that becomes more relevant than responding to a non-specific stimulus because we're still on the pitch. We're still doing them. The physical movements are similar to the kinematics. The movements are similar to what we're trying to achieve there. But ultimately, the problem here is that really, really fast uh, footwork drills don't apply any real force, don't displace the body, and therefore don't contribute to actually changing direction particularly effectively. When we look at true sprinting, what we see is that high amount of force is being produced into the ground that produces an equal and opposite ground reaction force which causes the body to accelerate away from the line in sprinting for example it's the same principle applies on the pitch whereby you're going to have to apply a large amount of force to accelerate away pretty really quickly and if you are moving your feet fast you don't accelerate quickly by design because we've got a lot of inertia and in newtonian principles to overcome inertia a force has to be applied and therefore, the more force we can apply to the ground, the greater the ground reaction force, and hopefully the faster that we can accelerate. So again, by moving your feet quickly, it doesn't equate to applying large amounts of force, either in acceleration or deceleration. And the third one, as I've kind of alluded to already, is that moving your feet quickly is not agility. True agility is responding to a specific stimulus on the pitch, i.e. another player, and then moving your body in a way that optimizes your ability to either beat the player if you're an attacking player and create space or if you're a defender to try and close space and that specific stimulus is really really important again if we're just moving our feet quick it doesn't necessarily mean we're actually in terms of agility able to change direction anywhere near as quickly or respond to a specific stimulus and again if we take something like a ladder drill here if you look at this guy performing what we would probably classify as a footwork drill how much does this really equate to our ability to respond to a, a specific stimulus, apply large amounts of force, and also to be able to move and accelerate in a really fast manner? Very little force is being applied. The feet are moving quickly, so there's um, it's a high frequency of foot, foot contacts, which it's fine. But it doesn't equate to having to stop, 
apply a large amount of force to decelerate the body into the ground to reaccelerate into an opposite direction again having to produce a large amount of force into the ground and again what happens when you see these kind of instances is that actually the ground contact time is going to be longer particularly during deceleration and the shorter the ground contact time the less force we can apply whereas actually agility we have to apply a large amount of force in order to be able to accelerate and decelerate so as you can see here from that video um it really doesn't make a lot of sense to try and do really fast footwork drills if the outcome we're trying to achieve is improving your agility. Now, it's not to say that sometimes doing these types of things can be useful. Sometimes they can provide a bit of and a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment during warm-ups. They can potentially be useful from like a sort of central nervous system perspective of just kind of um, improving some of the kind of rate of uh, rate of force development characteristics of trying to move really, really quickly. But that's not the same thing as trying to improve a specific outcome. So you have to be really clear on, are we trying to achieve an outcome or are we just using it for the sake of using it? And that's really, really key. So solution-wise, three things again. We need to, first of all, improve your ability to react to a specific stimulus. So a player. If we're going to do agility work, we have to be doing that in response to another player. Good example of this would be, for example, mirroring drills where one player is going to lead, one person is going to follow, and one person is either going to be moving laterally, maybe a linear Maybe they're going to start the race when they decide to race and you've got to kind of catch them before they hit a certain line. Anything along those lines is going to, A, need us to be very cognitively aware and improve our perceptual cognitive skill. Two, we're going to be applying more force because we're having to stop rapidly, reaccelerate quickly in response to that stimulus as well. And three, is just more relevant to what we're trying to do on the pitch. We're not trying to move our feet quick. We're trying to actually get to a player quicker or get away from a player quicker generally speaking. Second of all, try to improve your ability to express high levels of force. So again, tippy-tapping your feet on the ground isn't going to make you stronger. Try to make sure you've got a good baseline of physical strength to begin with through good quality strength training. Loads above 70% of your 1RM is a good sort of port of call there, but just make sure whatever you do is appropriate for you and you're being coached effectively. And then three, increasing your speed through high intensity sprint work. In other words, get faster. So we need to make sure that we're also trying to use that speed uh, training in order to really genuinely get ourselves quicker as well. So if we get stronger, we get faster, and then we can apply those physical qualities into a specific scenario, we'll be far more likely to improve our agility. So just to wrap this up again, a couple of other examples we can use here. <clears throat> we can use things like cat and mouse exercises where you have one person uh, sprinting, one person trying to catch them as well. So again, you're trying to create this um, sense of intensity because one person is going to try and catch, one person is going to try and get away. We can use things like uh, mirroring drills where players start facing uh, towards each other, going to start moving laterally, and then one of them decides it's a race. Again, you're going to have to respond to that stimulus. And there's going to be a race to a line, for example, or to a specific, uh, specific scenario where you can then add in some hockey skills. We could also do things like um, having to get away from people within a, within a set area, and that's where things like um, kind of tag-based games could be useful in warm-ups just because we're trying to incorporate here cognitive elements to to our warm-up as well so i hope that's been useful to give you a bit of an overview of why i believe that footwork drills in isolation are not relevant to hockey and why actually trying to get yourself quicker faster and improving true on-pitch agility is going to be a far more likely approach to achieve the outcome that you want than just doing footwork drills in isolation so i hope that's been useful 